Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1861. Eight questions about your money and your spouse by J Money of budgetsarsexy.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Now we're gonna get right to it as we optimize your life. Eight questions about your money and your spouse by J Money of budgetsarsexy.com. I came across an article by Dinks Finance that I liked. Seems like I'm always them lately and wanted to share the questions they posed with y'all and also answer them out loud for myself too, just to see where I personally fall with these matters. If you don't have a spouse, substitute your girlfriend or boyfriend or even your dog. We won't judge. Money questions for you and your significant other. Number one, would you discuss money on the first date? Yeah, I mean, not hardcore like salaries or how much is in my savings or anything, but money in general, no doubt. Would be hard for me not to when she asked me what I do for a living. Or perhaps this fine young lady want a date with me from this blog. Don't mind this, honey. Two, how long should you wait to talk about money with your spouse? I feel like the real money talks will play out naturally over time as the relationship progresses. In the beginning, you find out what each other's spending habits are and long-term goals or priorities. And then as you talk about moving in and or marriage, you then have the more in-depth discussions. At least that's how it's been in my relationships. Kind of hard to not talk about this stuff unless you're on a mission to divert talks on purpose. And in which case, you better be diverting the relationship. Actually, just rereading this question now, and it says, with your spouse. So you're already married and now want to have the talk? Danger. Number three, who always brings up money in your relationship? I do. Unless we're talking about baby or household-related stuff, Mrs. Budgets Are Sexy is always trying to find ways to save there while I'm more blasé. But it's always me bringing up net worth stuff and grand budgeting ideas. She hates talking about money, unlike you and I. Number four, is it harder to manage your money as a couple than it was when you were single? Not harder necessarily, but more stuff to watch over and manage, especially in the beginning when you each had a billion accounts and you're trying to merge and streamline, etc. If you even go down that route, we didn't until four years into our relationship. 
and I see the pros and cons to either route. But overall, it's not that much harder, really. Just more money and bills to play with. Number five, would you offer to pay off your spouse's debt? Oh, we had a post about this sometime last year titled, When You Say I Do, Who Pays the Debt? But I'd like to think I would if that were the case between my wife and I. Always easier in theory though, huh? Luckily, my wife was good with money too and came in debt-free. Even if I didn't pay it off directly though, we would have just set aside more of her income towards paying it off faster, which means less income into the household in general since our finances are now merged. So it would really be the same thing at the end of the day anyways. Number six, is debt a deal breaker? Nah, probably not. If I like or love a chick, then it really doesn't matter. Unless we're talking like $100,000 or $200,000 and not from college, I'm pretty sure consumer habits like that would make us not get along anyways. So we'd never make it that far. Unless she was hot. Just kidding. Number seven, do you think it's important to have the same money views? I do, or at least views that are compatible. Kind of like how I'm all hyperactive and a big dreamer, whereas my wife is more reserved and realistic. We're opposites, but it's a good mixture. Same goes with money. Only the opposites probably can't be as extreme. Money affects everything though, from homes to cars to lifestyles to even having kids. So it's crazy important. One side all out of whack, and it'll be the end in no time, especially if the two sides are stubborn. Isn't money like the main or second reason people divorce? Right up there with infidelity? And number eight, can you really change how your spouse spends money? I think so, but I wouldn't phrase it like that to your spouse. We can all change our habits, whether it's money related or not. But the more important question is, do you want to change your habits? Lots of people love the way they manage their money, even if it's not the right way of doing things per all the gurus out there. But if your spouse isn't happy with it, well, you gotta decide whether it's important or not to work on or else trouble's on the horizon. But yeah, people can totally change. And you could even just structure things differently so it makes it easier for them to do so. Like when one side wants to spend more than the other and hates when they're getting checked up on all the time. Doing something like setting up separate spend-as-you-wish funds specifically for that reason can be a lifesaver for both parties. One side gets to splurge with no questions asked, and the other knows exactly how it will affect the budget because both parties agreed on the specific number ahead of time. You just listened to the post titled Eight Questions About Your Money and Your Spouse by Money of BudgetsAreSexy.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news, there's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. 
Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. This article made me think of a great Facebook group called Singles in the Pursuit of Financial Independence. While I'm not single, I joined this group because I included a speed dating session as a part of the last economy conference. This activity was getting some discussion in the group so I joined to answer questions and encourage people to participate. But I have to tell you, I'm really enjoying the thoughtfulness and great discussions I'm seeing in this Facebook group. So I've been chiming in with additional thoughts around love and money. One group member mentioned they had met someone they really connected with. It felt like a once in a lifetime connection and he was totally infatuated with this woman. But she didn't care much about personal finance and he was hesitant to allow himself to continue to fall for her because he worried she wouldn't make a good life partner. This seemed a bit silly to me for a few reasons. Firstly, it's a rare thing to experience fireworks with another person. So when it comes along, I think it's a good idea to savor it. Many people are in our lives for a season and ultimately will not stand the test of time. So I think it's best to remember that it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Infatuation with another human is an incredible life experience, something no amount of money can buy. You can still enjoy it without it having to lead to marriage or a lifelong partnership. And secondly, he was definitely putting the cart before the horse and trying to solve for a problem that didn't exist. This was a new relationship. They weren't making plans at this point for a serious commitment. So to cut it short over a mismatch on financial goals felt premature to me. Money is an incredible tool that we can use to build a rich life experience. But if we don't have our priorities straight, we might unintentionally use it to build a wall around our hearts. That'll do it for today and another installment of Optimal Finance Daily. Have a happy Thursday. Thank you for being here every day and listening. And I'll see you on the Friday show tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.